In America, we don't turn to government to restore our souls. We put our faith in Almighty God. You voted to make America great again. We are making America greater than ever before. And it's happening before your eyes. We will rekindle new faith in our values, new pride in our history, and a new spirit of unity that can only be realized through love for our great country. The American people voted to reject this corrupt globalism. This is the most important election in the history of our country. And yet, despite all of our greatness as a nation, everything we have achieved is now in danger. We will never give up. We will never concede. It doesn't happen. And when I'm reelected, the best is yet to come. to the Hip Hop Patriot. Jeremy Harrell. Probably one of the largest letdowns in political history. Just have fun. Keep fighting, God wins. We love Hello, hello, ladies and gentlemen. Happy Wednesday. Happy hump day here in uh, the great state of New Hampshire. This is live from America. You're locked and loaded right here. You might be locked and loaded on Rumble, in which case, if you're already here, then give us a quick Rumble, whether it's on the laptop or whether it's on the app. I would appreciate it. And definitely some shares. You might be locked and loaded on Getter, the fastest growing social media platform in the country. You might watch later on Real America's Voice News, which is the fastest news growing station on in this country. Either way, folks, God bless you and thank you for being here. I am your ever so humble, God fearing and God loving host of the show, Jeremy Harrell, the hip hop patriot. Broadcasting, as always, from the Live Free or Die Granite State of New Hampshire. And it is a pleasure and an honor to do this job for you every single day. And I mean that from the bottom of my heart. Now, uh, right now, the great James O'Keefe is on with Steve Bannon. Tried to get him on here, but I think Steve Bannon's show is a little bit bigger and more popular. Anyway, we were going to start with a cold open this morning, but I wanted to give you an idea of what you're about to see. Now, Project Veritas strikes again. Project Veritas strikes again, folks, this time exposing the Connecticut public school system and the Connecticut public school assistant principal who discriminates against hiring Catholics, but even worse, has an entire system on how to get around the parent and literally indoctrinate and brainwash kids. This is an incredible footage 
from Project Veritas and James O'Keefe, and we're going to go to that now. Use this time to like, follow, share. Like, follow, share. Give us a five-star rating on iHeartRadio, and having said that, let's go to this video. Pay very close attention on what's going on in this video. Thank you again to James O'Keefe and Project Veritas for putting everything on the line to make sure that we expose this kind of crap. Here we go, folks. Oh, so then what do you do with a Catholic? If you find out someone is Catholic, then what? <laughs> Teaching them how to think. Mm-hmm. That's it. It doesn't matter what they think about it. If they think about it in a logical, progressive way, that becomes their own. Like a, so you kind of like do it onto think in a more liberal way. Mm-hmm. Like the, the, the hopefully the more progressive teachers are actually more savvy about delivering like, a democratic message without really ever mentioning politics. It's subtle. They'll never say, oh, this is a liberal or a democratic way of doing this. They just make that the norm. This is how we handle things. Like, it's subtle. And that's how you get away with it? That's how you get away with it. And how do you make sure the parents don't find out? They can find out, so long as you never mention the politics. And then later down the line, you're going to vote Democrat, and you will have done a great service to our country. Greenwich, Connecticut is one of the most beautiful and wealthy cities in the Nutmeg State. Now, what you're about to see is one assistant principal in charge of 360 students defying state regulations, preventing Catholics or conservatives from being hired as a teacher. Meet Jeremy Boland, the assistant principal at Coscob Elementary in Greenwich, Connecticut. Boland met up with one of our undercover journalists and revealed stunning discriminatory hiring practices as well as his politicized beliefs on how his school should be run. I can't get past the parents anymore. What do you mean? So the parents feel as though it's their responsibility to shape the schools, which then shape the kids. Right. So because I can't get past the parents, do I really have as much of an influence as on the kids as I can't get past the parents anymore? In my own way. But right now my job is to hire the right teachers. Do we work for the parents or do we work for the kids? You tell me. We work for the kids. So it's not about the parents anymore. It shouldn't be, I don't think. Here I am holding a copy of the Coscob 2021 to 2022 handbook. Notice how Jeremy Bolin, the assistant principal's name is on here, along with recently retired principal Gene Schmidt. Now inside this handbook, we found a quote from Bolin saying, quote, thank you for entrusting us with the care of your child, close quote. But now watch how Bolin tells our undercover journalist he doesn't hire anyone who sides with parents. Ask me as if you're interviewed. Like what are some of the questions you would ask? So, uh, I'm trying to think exactly how I would. So, in a meeting with a parent, you propose the plan you develop for your student to develop these reading skills on these concepts, and the parent disagrees with you. How do you handle it? Okay, so if someone sides with the parent, then what? You let them explain, and then you move on to the next question. But then eventually the outcome of that 
they don't get the job. <laughs> now watch as Bolin reveals to our journalist how he uses a specific line of questioning during the interview process to help determine if someone is conservative, which plays a key role in his evaluation on whether to hire that individual or not. It's, it comes down to the stories. So, typically, a, uh, an interview is 30 minutes, which is not a long time. So, you got to be very specific about the questions. So, I've developed a set of questions that I use for almost all my interviews, and it's all leading them to tell a story. So then what do you do with them? Like if they're fine for a job? You interview them, and you call them in a few days and say, sorry, move forward with another candidate. So like you would... I haven't hired one yet. <laughs> and would you ever anything? I don't think so. It's just that, that stuck mindset. That's, I, I need a growth mindset. So now I'm thinking about it. I think one of the questions that might start including is something about transgender students. Students are in fact, was it Yeah. If you end up with a student, I'm buying it. Tell so me how you approach this too. So that's a new question. So what's the correct answer to that? You treat the student with respect, you educate that student, they get to choose however they want to identify. That really support them. Right, and if someone gives the opposite answer and they're in support of, or, or they're not in support of transgender. Yeah, so if you get somebody who's cardiologist or hardcore conservative, they would probably say something detrimental to the event. I don't think kids we didn't have enough knowledge to make decisions. Mm -hmm. If people knew that you like didn't hire conservatives though, do you think they would be pissed or like I'm not allowed to ask if they're not allowed to ask me. So it just comes down to the questions. Um, the way I've worded some of my questions, you can't really tell. All the proof is in the answer. Right. So that's, yeah, I'm doing the best I can. Yeah. Boland's hiring practices aren't limited to just blocking conservatives from obtaining a job. They go as far as discriminating against Catholics, too. So have you found like that certain religions tend to be more right-wing? What do you mean? I'm not a all right, so there you go, ladies and gentlemen. There it is, right there. That and now I, I, I heard during that uh, that whole video that we had some static sound, some problems on Getter. Please let me know if Getter is okay. It says sound is garbled. It might have been because of the video. It might have been because of the video itself. Please let me know if on Getter you can hear this uh clearly and if there's any static sound now that i am back on the mic please let us know now um the entire uh thing that you just saw is very very disgusting very uh discerning and this shows you how deep the swamp actually goes today in 2022 in our public school systems now i'll be the first to admit that i know firsthand that there are great public school systems 
all across this country. However, comma, I would say 70 or 80% of them are compromised. I would say that number, based on everything that I've been doing over the last two years, everything we've been hearing for the last five years, I would say it's about 70 to 80% that's compromised. That's a big number. That means a majority of our children are being indoctrinated and they're being indoctrinated legally because the teachers have figured out, look, all we have to do is promote and teach and drive it into their head the way a liberal or a Marxist or a communist Democrat thinks. And we just, all we have to do is make sure that we don't align that or attach that to a political party. And if we do that, then everything we do is completely legal. And their argument that they're the ones that should teach your children, not you, and they're the ones that have like, Basically, plenary power over your child and everything that they, that, that they see and hear in that school is up to the teachers and up to the teachers union and not the parents. So they figured out a clever way to get around it. Did you hear his vetting questions? How would you handle a non-binary student? What would you do in this situation? What would you do in that situation? And based on their answers, he knows by vetting them whether they, are, uh, they lean conservative and Christian or Catholic or they lean Democrat, Marxist, and communist. And based on their answers, he doesn't hire them. That's illegal. Now, we do have an update on this for everybody that wants to call the school. We do have an update on this and an update from Tani Jones. In, in, in this, uh, Tani Jones is the superintendent of schools. So she's ahead of this guy. She says, um, last night, last evening, excuse me, Late last evening, we were made aware of the video that has gone viral with the current administrator from Cost Cobb School. This is Cost Cobb School in Connecticut, Greenwich, Connecticut. We intend to, uh, to do a full investigation, and until that time, we will not make any public statements. We ask that you respect the investigation process during this time. We do not, however, support any opinions that promote discriminatory hiring practices based on race, religion, gender, and age in any way. And we want to remind our entire community that our curriculum policies and procedures are strictly enforced by the board. Well, Dr. Tani Jones, then how come he's not put on leave? Then how come he's not put on leave of absence? Ladies and gentlemen, your homework today is to, between shows, call this school. I have not made provisions to call the school because I just got this update because this just came out this morning as I was getting ready to do the show. We must call the school by the thousands. There's 4,000 of you watching on Rumble. There's about 1,000 of you watching on Getter. It is time to put that collective power together, call the school, and demand the immediate firing, or at least uh, absence, leave of absence, of this teacher pending an investigation, or of this uh, assistant superintendent. He should not be allowed. He should not be allowed to be in the school. Excuse me again, assistant principal, not assistant superintendent, assistant principal. He's got to go. He's got to. He's got to. Uh, he's got to be put on some kind of leave. We need something. We need some kind of good faith from this school that the statement that they put out actually holds water. But until then. I want an immediate, immediate removal of that uh, principle. I mean, there really doesn't need to be an investigation. Let's just call it. Let's just call it like it is. There doesn't need to be an immediate investigation. The investigation told us everything we needed to, needed to know through that video. People are saying they're still having garbled uh, 
uh, Roku and Fire Stick as well. I apologize. I don't know why that's happening. Please come over to Rumble and finish out the show on Rumble, okay? If you're having problems on Roku, Fire Stick, or Getter, it's just got to be the restreaming program that we use. Please come over to Rumble. Rumble is where it's at, and Rumble is where we're coming in clear, okay? I apologize to everybody who's having those problems. So, uh, ladies and gentlemen, I have been talking. I know we're late today with the Lord's Prayer. We're getting there. But I have been, by the, by the, uh, by the grace of God, I've been talking to, uh, to Jay Anderson, the owner of Anderson Distillery, who we talked to and interviewed yesterday, okay? I've been talking to him all morning, back and forth through text in between meetings, Him and I are actually becoming, I wouldn't say friends, but I respect him more and he respects me more. We are finding common ground. This is only by the grace of God that this is happening, ladies and gentlemen. I will keep you in the mix. He knows that uh, he's he's very aware that what happened yesterday, he's very aware of the show that was aired. And today we're having a personal conversation back and forth. Please keep Jay Anderson in your prayers. Keep, please keep me in your prayers. That the conversation going back and forth stays respectful and we find common ground enough to, uh, to at least move forward with this, okay? I'll let you know what's happening. People are saying Rumble is doing it also. Everybody else says Rumble is fine. So I would, uh, I would refer you back to them. All right. Let's have our first... Uh, let's, first of all, let's go to the Lord, folks. I'm sorry I did not get... A newsletter out to you this morning. It was not my intention. My intention was to get a newsletter out like I always do. But like I said, I have been having conversations with Jay all morning long. And I figured that this was God's way of telling me your newsletter and all your energy that you put into that needs to be basically harnessed. And you need to use that energy and that heavenly knowledge with Jay. So all morning long, I put that on hold so I could have a conversation with Jay. It's been great. Why did he not ghost you yesterday and call you back? Because he was having conversations all night long with not only his, uh, his other owners and his family, um, but also patrons uh, who came to the event and who continue to, to go there. So it, it, just, give, just please, please, please have some patience with that, okay? Now, this is going to bring it all home right here. Walk in the light of the Lord. Walk in the light of the Lord. I want to read from Every Day with Jesus, and I want to thank the people who sent me this book in the beginning of all of this, and that is uh, Sam and Linda Majaya. Okay, here we go. Walk in the light of the Lord. John eleven nine. 9. Jesus answered, Are there not 12 hours in a day? If any man walk in the day, he stumbleth not, because he seeth the light of this world. This is an incredible devotional. Please, please refrain from commenting if you can. And listen to the words of God. Jesus compares his decision to return to Judea to a man traveling during the day. Daytime travel does not guarantee a hazard-free trip, but the light allows him to see the hazards. It is inevitable that we will stumble in the dark at night. Likewise, walking in the light of God's direction doesn't mean that there won't be problems, but the alternative of doing our own thing, walking in the darkness, is guaranteed to get us in trouble. Jesus was obeying the leading of the Holy Spirit to return to Judea. He could see exactly what was going to take place, and he was going to walk in the light of his, that his Father had given him. Our decisions should not be based on whether we will be hurt in some way as a result of our actions, but we must discern God's will and do it regardless of the cost. The misconception that if God isn't in it, 
there will be, or if God is in it, there will be no problems, is only wrong, is not only wrong, but dangerous. This kind of thinking has caused many people to back off from what God has told them to do because things didn't go the way they expected. However, the Bible tells us that we should not be shocked when trials come, and that's from 1 Peter 4.12, and we should continue to walk in the light that we have from the Lord, which is His will. Today, you can walk in the light and see clearly as long as you are in God's will. If you are doing what he has called you to do, even when problems arise, you will see clearly how to deal with them in a godly way. Remember to walk in the light of the Lord. I want to thank you all for refraining from refraining uh, from, for refraining from uh, posting texts and comments during that devotional. It's very important that we hear the actual word of God. As Jay heard it yesterday, as Freddie has heard it previously, things are happening. We're making a change. Please remove your hats if you're wearing one. I know we're about five minutes after we normally do this, but let's go to the Lord in prayer, okay? Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. You see, folks, why it's so important to do what James O'Keefe does, why it's so important to do what happened yesterday here on Live from America is because first you must expose the darkness. And that doesn't only mean with people outside of your individual. It also means with you. You must expose the darkness within yourself and you must expose the darkness in the world. And then once that darkness has been exposed, what you do then is you use the word of God as a mirror and you put that mirror on somebody's soul. You basically put that mirror in front of them and you let them see themselves in the light of God. And once they see themselves and their actions in the light of God, what happens is they become convicted. So first you expose, second you turn the mirror on them, and third they become convicted. How do they become convicted? Not by the words of Jeremy Harrell, not by the words of Rock and Robbins or Cindy Lou or Lulu Red or Nolan Wallace or Bobby Neal. Okay? Not by the words of Deplorable One, Mary Mary, Jay Rich, Heather Raddick or Mrs. Positive, by the words of Jesus Christ, the gospel of Jesus Christ, the gospel that the 12 disciples went out and spread around the world until they were persecuted for doing it. That is your job. That is what we're supposed to do. And if you do that, God's promise is that the seeds that you plant will be watered. Again, the seeds that you plant will be watered. We have 4,300 people watching, but only 856 rumbles. Ladies and gentlemen, put that active, uh, activate your Holy Spirit. Give the likes and the rumbles and the follows and the shares that we can give so we can multiply this message so we can get it out to the, to the people that need to be uh, exposed and the people that need to be convicted. That is the only way we're going to make a difference. Now, having said that, please lift up your cups and let's go to the Lord and then let's have our first slurp as we go to the first and foremost section. Ring it up and raise it up. We need 2,000. We need a minimum of 2,000 rumbles every show now or else we don't make the leaderboard. That is how incredibly powerful rumble is becoming with talent. And that is why I said in five years, YouTube will be gone. Rumble will be the new video platform out there in the world. And we need you to activate, activate, activate to stay relevant. Here we go. First and foremost section, the Biden Justice Department, the illegal, the illegitimate Biden Justice Department had res- has responded to the deadline of the Trump-appointed judge in South Florida saying you are to respond to why you feel 
that I should not um, that I should not appoint a special master to this case. The last thing in the world the, the last thing in the world that Merrick Garden, Noam Garland, and that Joey Applesauce want, and even that Christopher Ray wants, the last thing in the world they want is a special master appointed. Why? Because once a special master is appointed, you know that those black lines matters. You know, the black lines, the redacted copies of the affidavit will be uh, unredacted even further. And when that happens, the crimes that they were doing everything they could to, uh, to hide, the crimes that Donald Trump had against them will be exposed to the world. They do not want a special master in this whatsoever. So having said that, they, they have put in their request to the judge down in South Florida to refrain from appointing a special master. And in doing so, ladies and gentlemen, they literally included a straight-up staged photo of manufactured evidence laid out on the carpet of Trump's Mar-a-Lago home that say secret, 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 top secret, top secret, top secret, top secret, top secret. They have these perfectly laid out on the floor as if this is how they found the documents. Now, before we get into uh, the story, I want to show you what these documents that they found look like. Check this out. Here's a picture of this. This is their 2A exhibit evidence 2A. I want to remove these lower thirds. Can we remove these lower thirds so they can, uh, yeah, we got to be able to see the whole thing. Okay, here we go. There you go, folks. There's the picture in its entirety. There you go. That is what they actually submitted to the judge with their explanation and their plea and their request not to appoint a special master. This is how we found them, apparently. No, 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 no. This is not how you found them. This is how you staged them for the photo op. Now, ladies and gentlemen, I want to read this a little bit of this story before we get into the actual meat and potatoes and Trump's response. The Biden Justice Department submitted its opposition to President Trump's suit, demanding that a special master be appointed to review the documents taken by the FBI raid on Mar-a-Lago on August 8th. Included in the response was a staged photo of classified documents laid out on the carpet next to a storage box with a framed Time magazine cover. The documents are spread out on the carpet, all facing the same way. To the camera, several documents have been whited out, while others have classified markings included secret SCI, HCS, and top secret. The HCS marking stands for human control system, indicating human sourced intelligence. Internet sleuths have observed the several dates on the redacted documents. And they are left exposed in that photo. Now, here's the crazy thing about those, re- those classified documents that were definitely and most assuredly declassified by President Donald Trump. The torn up documents have some dates that might be of interest. Now, Politico's Kyle Cheney discerns that these dates, listen to these dates very closely, May 9th, 2018, August 26th, 2018, and August 28th, 2018. Okay, those are the dates. Now, Kyle Cheney of Politico, who's just a far left hack, said similarly, Trump's counsel also told the DOJ that all responsive records were housed in one location, heat and a stored room, but refused to let the investigators examine boxes to confirm everything that had been turned over. That is a lie. 
I'm sure a lot of the amateur sleuths are uh, uh, pouring over the pictures of the, docu of the classified documents. The only dates of note beyond the language of the cover sheets is three dates that are just barely discernible on the documents. Now, the DOJ filing, which can be read on, the, on, uh, on Gateway Pundit, can be read on Revolver.News, and it can also be uh, read on the DOJ's website. Trashes Trump's claim of executive privilege and makes an accusation of obstruction. Quote, the government also developed uh, evidence that government records were likely concealed and removed from the storage room and that efforts were likely taken to obstruct the government's investigation. You know what they're talking about, folks? There was no investigation. There was no investigation. Here's the problem. Back earlier this year when the archive team and the FBI worked with the Trump team to make sure that these documents were secured. Okay? They knew what documents were there at that time. There might have been other documents that they didn't know about that they didn't have any reason to know about because President Trump could have had them as personal documents. He could have declassified them and had them as personal documents, in which case, if so, the FBI and the archive system doesn't need to know anything about them because their personal documents declassified. However, what I think is what, what they're talking about is they were looking for something that they clearly didn't find. What do I mean? They were looking for something they clearly did not find so that they're saying that President Trump obstructed justice because the documents that some whistleblower or some fake troll mole told them that were there are not there. And now they're worried about it. What they got they didn't need, that they didn't want. What they got they didn't need. What they needed they didn't get. Get what I'm saying? I know it's hard to understand, but what they were looking for, they didn't get. So now they're trying to say obstruction of justice because they didn't get the records and the documents that are going to hold them all accountable as for treason. Going to hold them all accountable for treason. Now, I want to read to you President Donald J. Trump's response to this at 7.30 this morning. Let's go to that clip. This is posted on True Social this morning by Donald Trump. Terrible the way the FBI, during the raid of Mar-a-Lago, threw documents haphazardly all over the floor, perhaps pretending it was me that did it, and then started taking pictures of them for the public to see. Thought they wanted to keep them secret. Luckily, I declassified. Now, President Donald J. Trump is saying that. Do you think that he's some way guilty of not declassifying any of this information? No. He's got the video footage of them there. He says they threw them all over the ground haphazardly and took pictures with them. And you know what they did with those pictures? They put them up on Twitter. So clearly they're not classified. Clearly they're not classified. They put them out on social media and sent them to the New York Times and sent them to the Washington Post in an order to discredit President Trump even further, make him look even further uh, like a criminal or like a terrorist or make it look like he's obstructing justice. Meanwhile, the very documents that you say are so important and so classified that they can't there's no possible way that they can be, you know, held at Mar-a-Lago and yet you're posting them on Twitter and you're giving them to the Washington Post and the New York Times. They're killing their own case. But you want to know the worst part about all of this is that President Donald J. Trump has video footage. He has video footage, apparently, of these FBI uh, agents throwing stuff all over the floor and taking selfies of them with apparent classified documents. 
And you know dang well Donald Trump is going to hold that footage until the midterms. He's going to hold that footage until he announces that he's running for president. He knows he's not guilty of anything. He knows they can't do anything to him. He knows that there's no way they can bring an indictment on him. He knows that there's no way they can arrest him. He knows they didn't find anything. A big old nothing burger. He knows they didn't find what they're looking for. President Trump is always one step ahead of you losers. And the stuff that you are looking for that he has... You don't want to expose to the world, so there's nothing you can do about it. You can't beat God, and you can't beat Trump. Get your you can't beat God, and you can't beat Trump hats today on JeremyHarrell.com. And let the world know there's nothing you're going to be able to do about it. Because if they were to explain what the documents are that they want, instead of just saying he obstructed justice in an investigation, then they're going to out themselves as treasonous scumbags who deserve the death penalty. Trump has them right where he wants them. I wouldn't be surprised, like I said in the very beginning of this, if Trump didn't bait them the entire way to looking so damn stupid. Amen. Trump doesn't lie. He exposes all the conspiracy theories to be true. Amen, Barb. LFA producer says, rumble, rumble, rumble. Let's keep it going. Folks, we need 2,000 rumbles before we leave the show. There is no reason why we shouldn't have 4,600 rumbles right now. It's very simple. Plus sign, boxing sign. We're going to stay relevant. DeSantis announces his lawsuit against the FDA. Yes, he did. Yes, he did. And in doing so, he's going to take down Pfizer. We're going to talk about Pfizer here today. Now, I want to dig in a little deeper. Let's dig in here on Live from America a little deeper to the court filing from the DOJ, okay? According to the DOJ, in compliance with the subpoena, Trump's legal counsel has handed over the limited number of documents accompanied by a certification stating that all uh, responsive documents were produced after the extensive search. Through further investigation, the FBI uncovered multiple sources of evidence. Sources. That's the key word. Who are these sources? You'll never know. Uh, Or maybe you will. Once the special master is appointed. The FBI uncovered multiple sources of evidence indicating that the response to the May 11th grand jury subpoena was incomplete and that classified documents remained in the premises. What classified documents are you referring to, DOJ? What classified documents uh, were you looking for, don't you have, DOJ? Come out and say it. Come out and say what it pertains to, at least. They're not going to do that. Trump's got them bent over a barrel. In particular, the government developed evidence This is, by the way, this is the response that the DOJ gave to the Trump-appointed judge in South Florida who's going to appoint a special master in opposition to appointing that special master. This is their plea. This is them getting on their knees like Democrats love to do and begging this judge, please don't do this. In particular, the government evidence that a search limited to the storage room would not have uncovered all of the classified documents at the premises. The government has also developed evidence that government records were likely concealed and removed from the storage room and that efforts were likely taken to obstruct the government's investigation. So here's what they're saying. There is likely evidence that that, that the Trump team removed the documents that are going to put us in prison forever and give us a permanent room in Gitmo and we want them. And you are obstructing our investigation. Well, when you're obstructing an illegal investigation, I don't see a problem with that. You are not above the law, DOJ. You are not above the law, FBI, Hillary Clinton, DNC. You are not above the law, Andrew McCabe, James Coney, Peter Strzok. You are not above the law. And we're going to show 
everything that you did, and they're mad because Trump is playing cat and mouse, and they can't win. A court filing late Tuesday objecting to Mr. Trump's proposal that the seized documents were vetted by a third-party arbiter laid out that the government's most detailed timeline yet of the events that led to the unprecedented search of the premises in which investigators said they found records in places other than the storage room where Mr. Trump's lawyers had assured them they were held. And guess what? President Trump's got the tape, the recorded tape, to prove his innocence. The 36-page document underscored the urgency in which the Justice Department believed it needed to secure the classified material, even though they put him out on Twitter, numb nuts, after Mr. Trump's team failed to relinquish all of it during several less invasive attempts to retrieve it earlier this year. Long story short, folks, they are bent over a barrel. Donald J. Trump has them, right to, uh, has them dead to rights, and they know it. And now they're trying to do anything they possibly can to throw people under the bus, anything they possibly can to say, okay, don't, don't appoint a special master yet. We've got to manufacture more evidence. We've got to think of a clever way to get out to the world what he has without indicating or implicating ourselves or possibly indicting ourselves. And there's no way they're going to be able to do it. That's why there's no way there's going to be an indictment. That's why there's no way there's going to be an arrest because everything Trump has, whether, it's, uh, whether they expose it or whether Trump exposes it, somebody's got to expose it in order to justify the arrest. Somebody's got to expose it in order to justify the indictment. It cannot be held classified specifically from Congress. They're screwed. They've always been screwed. And now they're trying to have fall guys take the blame for it, and it's not going to work. It's not going to work. So, ladies and gentlemen, let's first of all give a dumb, dumb award of the day today. First of all, to the illegitimate Department of Justice. Well, hold on. Let's hold off on that. Let's hold off on the dumb, dumb award of the day. Let's hold off on that for now. Actually, right now, let's give a send off to a very, 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 very special sponsor that I hope comes back someday because I believe in what they're doing. Now, they, came, they, they sponsored our show when I said, look, we really, we really need some help right now. And they showed up and they helped. I said, we really need help filling the gaps. And every one of my audience members aligns themselves with your mission statement. And that is AMAC, ladies and gentlemen. AMAC has been a great sponsor here on Live from America when we needed them. We hope they come back in the future if we need them. We hope to not need any sponsors, but right now we do. So let's give them a big farewell send-off and do this do them some justice right now. AMAC, ladies and gentlemen, your answer to AARP, your conservative answer to AARP. There is no better time to join and join the over 2 million conservatives that are already here. AMAC members, ladies and gentlemen, across the country believe in the flag. They believe in the Constitution. AMAC as an organization believes in those things as well. They believe in limited government. They believe in taking the money that you give them and putting it in, uh, to fight in Washington, D.C. to protect your rights, just like the NRA. They believe in kneeling for God, standing for the flag. They believe in saluting our military. They believe in that the right to bear arms, to keep and bear arms, shall not be infringed. They welcome everybody of all age who cares about the future of our great republic to join and stand with them against this progressive Marxist communist agenda. Please, ladies and gentlemen, if you do become a member of AMAC on this send-off and you haven't yet, let them know by putting in the promo code LFA and let them know in a note section how incredibly uh, appreciative 
that you are, that they helped out live from America. This isn't my show. This is your show. And they helped out when other people wouldn't. So God bless AMAC. Please go to the description uh, and rumble. Click over to AMAC right there. You'll be brought right to them, and you can show them some love. They're great people, and I just want to say thank you to them very much. Let's have a quick uh, slurp of our coffee here. The producer says we're close to 5,000 people watching, guys. One more round of shares. Share them in your DMs. Share them in your direct messengers and your fake Facebook messenger, and we'll get a slew of people coming in. What do we got going on on Getter? Can you guys still hear me over there? We've got USMC Proud Mom says she joined AMAC last week. God bless her. And we've got 2,000 people watching over there. I love you guys, and I love this family more than you know. Right on par with my actual family. I'm not going to lie. You ask my producer. He'll tell you. All right. We talked about throwing people under the bus. Let's get to that. Because now we've got to go back to the failed, disgraced FBI agent. All right. Theobald. Thomas Theobald, who is reportedly escorted out of FBI headquarters. And we were trying to discern, was he fired? Was he, did he resign? Or was he reassigned? Well, ladies and gentlemen, he has had his, had his uh, legal team, his attorneys respond to this. And they said he wasn't fired. They said he, was, he didn't resign. And they said he wasn't reassigned. Apparently now, the story is that he retired. How many of you believe that? FBI agent Tim Theobald has issued a statement through his attorneys following his recent departure from the FBI in which he says he has taken planned and eligible retirement and denies claims of any political bias in his work. Following the news reports Monday that he was removed from the FBI and suggested that he may have been fired. Then the claims came out that he was reassigned. Then the claims came out that he resigned. Now he says he retired. Claims to the contrary are false, he said through a statement through his attorneys yesterday. Theobald was, until Friday, the FBI Washington Field Office Assistant Special Agent in Charge. He was also the Assistant Special Agent in Charge of looking into the election fraud of 2020 and failed. He was also the Assistant Special Agent in Charge over the Gretchen Whitmer failed FBI kidnapping and failed, reassigned to Washington, D.C., and he was in charge of this Trump raid or at least the one that was told to do it by Christopher Ray, and he's one they were throwing under the bus, and he failed. And now he's saying, what are you talking about? I didn't get fired. I didn't get reassigned. I didn't resign. This is a planned retirement. Well, isn't that something? It's amazing that Christopher Ray didn't talk about this two weeks ago at the congressional hearing when Thomas Theobald's name was brought up. It was amazing when he said, I got to go catch a plane, that he didn't say, oh, by the way, the special, insist- the special field office assistant uh, agent in charge, he's got a planned retirement coming up. No, that never happened. Nobody knew about this, apparently, until now. You think we're stupid? Do you think that we are stupid for you to make us try to believe that you weren't fired in the wake of all this? I mean, come on. What is the, the FBI literally thinks that we are the stupidest, dumbest people on the planet, don't they? They must think that we are the dumbest people on planet Earth, don't they? Absolutely ridiculous for them to make us, have us try to believe that this guy had a planned retirement and that he wasn't fired or reassigned. 
So the reason why I held this off, giving the Dumb Dumb Award, is because I changed my mind in mid-show. Who's really going to get the Dumb Dumb Award today is Thomas Diabolt and the FBI for making us think, or make, for thinking that we're going to believe that. Come on, man. <laughs> we did it. We did it, Joe. We did it. We did it, Joe. No, you didn't. No, you didn't. Dumb Dumb Award of the Day goes to the Swamp Donkey FBI. You really may expect us to believe that the guy just retired. Hey, this was a planned retirement. Right after I was the one who led the FBI FBI raid charge of a president of the United States, I planned my retirement. You're so stupid. You were fired. And they're going to try everything they can to throw you under the bus. You were fired. And you were fired because you know you broke the law. Now. This kind of segues into another loser, Attorney General Merrick Gardenome Garland. Because in the wake of 20 FBI whistleblowers coming forward to Congress about the lawlessness that's going on within the Federal Bureau of Incompetence, Merrick Gardenome Garland has issued a threat to all DOG employees saying that they will not whistleblow, they will not come forward and contact Congress. And in this environment, ladies and gentlemen, and really in every environment, I would say that that is breaking the law. I would say that Merrick Gardenome Garland threatening the DOJ employees to not come forward as a whistleblower, which the DNC, Hillary Clinton, Peter Strzok, and pencil neck Adam Schiff said was the cornerstone of our democracy, protecting whistleblowers. There's literally laws on the books that state that we are protecting whistleblowers and this guy now says you'll basically be fired, God help you, if you go forward and whistleblow to Congress? What's the matter? What's the matter, Merrick Garland? Are you afraid? According to attorney Mike Davis, Biden's attorney general Merrick Garland just ordered that no members of the DOJ are allowed to contact Congress. That is against the law as written right now. What's the matter? What's the matter? You need to use the law when it works for you, but not when it works against you. In a Twitter thread this evening, yesterday, attorney Mike Davis shared that Eric uh, Merrick Gardenome Garland ordered that all members of his corrupt, uh, corrupt DOJ are not allowed to contact Congress. He said, my former boss, Chuck Grassley, the top Republican on the Senate Judiciary Committee, may have strong words for Garland. And Grassley has been a strong champion for whistleblowers, especially at the Department of Justice for decades. And we have the memorandum right here. Can we pull this up? See if we can pull this up. Here it is, folks. Let's get rid of the lower thirds on this. Pull it up in in full. Here it is. There we go. Well, we didn't get rid of the lower thirds, but there it is, folks. See it? This is the official memorandum for all department personnel from Merrick Gardenome Garland saying that no DOJ official will reach out to the members of Congress and whistleblow for any reason whatsoever. Or else, he doesn't say what the or else is. He just says you're not to do it. That is a threat. That is a memorandum sent down to every DOJ DOJ employee. There are laws on the books protecting whistleblowers. So, Merrick Garland, you just broke the law. Why is not the FBI opening up an investigation on the director of the DOJ? Why is that not happening? There should be an investigation right now against Merrick Garden, uh, Noam Garland, for all the laws he just broke. There should be an investigation into Christopher Ray for the laws he just broke. There should be an investigation into Mayorkas 
for his failing of the southern border and the raid and the invasion or the invasion going on, basically the raid of our country. That is a threat, and that man should be arrested immediately. He should be arrested immediately. Amen. All right, we're going to move from that and we're going to go to Arizona. We've got two stories to cover for Arizona. So if you live in the great state of Arizona, lift up your cups because this toast is to you. Look at these strong candidates right here. Look at that. Look at that, huh? Carrie Lake will be your next governor. Blake Masterson, man, ladies and gentlemen. Ladies and gentlemen, strong candidates coming out of the great state of Arizona. Arizona Democrats are absolutely terrified, scared, tail between their legs, running from Carrie Lake, Blake Masters, Mark Fincham, Abe Hamaday, and Wendy Rogers. They are absolutely refusing to debate any of the MAGA candidates because they're calling them terrorists. They're basically shooting themselves in the foot. If you decline a debate when that is the cornerstone of our constitutional republic and our voting system, then you clearly are running from something and everybody needs to know that. Now, there are a lot of undecided and independents that watch my show, both during the day, in the evening, and on Real America's Voice News. This is for you. If if a political party as a whole declines and absolutely refuses to debate their opponents of another political party leading up to an election where they're going to represent you that tells you two things that tells you that they're scared out of their minds and that they have no they have no desire to stand on stage and trade a battle of words with somebody who wants to represent you the right way number one and it also tells you that they don't care about the voters and that they're relying on whatever ways they're about ready to cheat do you understand that Democrat Mark Kelly and Katie Hobbs running for statewide office in Arizona are absolutely refusing to participate in the Arizona Citizens Clean Elections debate against Trump-endorsed candidates uh, like Carrie Lake and Blake Masters. They are too scared to come out of the basement and defend their records because their records are full of crap. They know it. The Democrats know it. The Republicans know it. And the independents know it. Let's see if we can break 5,000. We're almost there. We're at 4,800. I need your help on Getter. Come over and share the link out. Because of this, the moderators have demanded a response from both candidates by Friday. Trump-endorsed Senate candidate Blake Masters and Trump-endorsed gubernatorial candidate Carrie Lake have already agreed to the debate with no requested rule changes and have even said that they don't want anything before before the debate. They want to come in completely green and ready to go. Democrat nominee Arizona Governor Katie Hobbs refuses to debate Trump-endorsed Carrie Lake. Lake shredded her in a recent video, which I showed you on Live from America, saying we will be seeking changes to the format to ensure that Arizona voters get a robust policy debate based on fact instead of regurgitated lies about the 2020 election, said Katie Hobbs. According to an email to the debate moderators, Senate candidate Mark Kelly's consultant are also complaining about the debate format after seeing the recent Republican gubernatorial debate. So they're afraid of the debate format. Carrie Lake already told you, I will debate you anywhere, anytime, in front of any audience, for any news station, for any reason, ever. I don't even have to know what we're going to be asked. I don't care who the debate moderators are. I don't care if we're holding this in your backyard, Satan's hell. I will debate you there and I will beat the brakes off you. And they're still complaining about the debate format. 
There is no debate format problem. They just don't want to debate these two because they know they're about to get crushed. According to an email to the debate moderators, like I said, Senate Senate, uh, candidate Mark Kelly says, I don't like this format and it needs to be changed if I'm going to agree to it. They're both terrified about the 2020 election. That's what it is. They are terrified that they're going to be held accountable on stage, on camera, in front of the world about the 2020 election and the failed Maricopa County uh, board. And they know that, they, that, that it's going to be proven that they stole it. What a bunch of losers. Now, the Arizona Republican Party recently attributed Mark Kelly's fear to his record of voting for Joe Biden policies almost 100% of the time. That's the key here, folks. We have got to tie together Joe Biden, what he's doing at a national level, and the Democratic Party, what they're doing at a national level, to each and every one of these candidates, especially if you have their voting records. You want more of Joe Biden or you want to change it? That's what you need to be asking yourselves. And that's what you need to be asking independents as well. We've got this video from, uh, all right, I got this video. I've got a Twitter feed video from, uh, from, from Blake Masters here. Let's pull that up. Question of the day. Why won't Arizona Democrats agree to debate Katie Hobbs, debate Carrie Lake? I wonder why that is. And Mark Kelly hasn't agreed to debate me. I guess Mark Kelly's team, apparently they're complaining about the format. Oh, the format is unfair. Mark, the format is you and me on stage taking questions from PBS. How complicated is that? And you know, I've also agreed to a debate hosted by CNN. This is not exactly a neutral moderator. So I'm willing to play an away game. Where are you guys? You know, I think Mark Kelly's hiding. I think he hides because his voting record is indefensible. He votes for Biden's failed agenda every single time. And so because of Mark Kelly in the Senate, you've got the price of everything you need to live, going up and up. You've got crime going up and up. You've got American teenagers dying from fentanyl and women and children are being raped and trafficked by drug cartels because Mark Kelly lets it happen. So with a record like that, I guess you can kind of see why he doesn't want to debate. Do you know what I love about Blake Masters in that video? The man is on the go. He's in a car. He's literally campaigning right there in the car, heading to places, knocking on doors, talking to citizens. And he then puts it, picks up the phone and challenges you again, just like Carrie Lake. Let's debate. I don't care who moderates it. Let's do it. And Democrats are still running. Everybody in Arizona, Democrat, Republican and independent alike should understand this and know this. All right, we got to move on because the Arizona Republican Party has officially censored rogue FBI agents and they're calling on the state of Arizona to end their cooperation with the FBI. That is a bold that is a bold statement from a, from a uh, statewide Republican Party in Arizona. Telling you what, Arizona has led the way a lot since 2020. I got to tell you, Arizona, I am so inspired by Arizona, I may move there someday. The Arizona Legislative District 3 Republicans have voted to censure the Gestapo FBI with overwhelming support days after the highly politicized and unprecedented raid of Trump's home. The resolution by LD3 Republicans, rejects the questionable and unsustainable raid and calls on the state of Arizona to immediately, quote, stop cooperation with the FBI, beginning with the cessation of the FBI operation that happened in Maricopa County, Arizona. The more we learn about this deep state plot against President Trump, the worse it absolutely gets. On Monday, the former chief of staff, 
of the acting United States Secretary of Defense, Cash Patel, told Tucker Carlson exactly what we showed yesterday, that they were after documents that were going to incriminate them uh, tied to Russiagate and Crossfire Hurricane. The FBI had personal stake in the raid and confiscating the documents to implicate them in numerous scandals. Okay? And now the Arizona Republicans have stepped up and said, okay, we're tired of this. We're sick of this. We don't want this anymore. We don't need the FBI here if they're going to act like this on a national level. I'll read the, for the, the full resolution for you. Here it is. Number one, whereas we, the precinct members of LD3, reject the questionable and unstainable FBI raid, August 8th, 2022, at the residence of the 45th president of the United States. Number two, whereas the members of the LD3 do not accept the lawless actions of nor the authority of the FBI as currently practiced in Maricopa County, Arizona, and throughout the United States. Number three, whereas we, the precinct members of LD3, call for the state of Arizona to stop cooperation with the FBI immediately, whereas, number four, the governor of the state of Arizona and the legislature is elected to protect the citizens of Arizona, period, against attacks of their liberty, we call upon the governor and the legislature to make statements and take actions to protect us now, whereas, number five, we, the precinct members of LD3, call on the legislature to fund a state guard and place it under the exclusive command of the governor of Arizona to protect its citizens. Members of LD3 call on the governor of Arizona to formally call for the cessation of FBI operations in Maricopa County, Arizona. And whereas, number seven, it has become clear that the leadership of the FBI has acted independently and out of bounds from their own historical mandates and required constitutional constraints to protect the rule of law. This is a major move by Arizona Republicans, and I hope people follow suit. But wait, Billy Mays says, there's more. Whereas number eight, instead of enforcing the law, the FBI has used the law by waging attacks on individuals and groups as lawfare on behalf of a political party for political reasons and self-preservation, calling them, in effect, enemies of the state. And whereas, finally, number nine, therefore, let it be resolved that the members of LD3 Maricopa County, Arizona, reject the actions, words, and self-applied constraints on resolving internal problems within the FBI and resulting overreach by the FBI towards the people and political action groups of Maricopa County, Arizona. We call officially on the governor of the of the uh, the governor of the state and the legislature of the state to protect us from any violations of our constitutional rights by the Federal Bureau of Investigations. Stop looking to the federal government to save you and protect you and start looking toward your state guards, ladies and gentlemen, to protect you from a tyrannical state called the FBI and the DOJ. I made that shot. Michael Jordan of the Smarties, ladies and gentlemen. Anyway, Smarty Award of the Day goes to Arizona Republicans once again because they, once again, are setting the bar and setting the bar quite high. Now, we've got to move on. We've got very limited time. So much to keep up with. I know this is called Live from America because we jump from one thing to another and you're going to have to go back and watch everything to internally take everything in. 
We're back down to 4,600. It looks like people are leaving. That's okay. They're probably sick of an hour-long show. Now, Biden has just done what his uh, boss did back in 2008 and 2012. He has reportedly come to an agreement, a deal, a deal with Iran, the largest state sponsor of terror in the world, and Biden just came to an agreement with Iran to do what? to sell its oil in global markets. Hell with America. Hell with drilling right here in America. Hell with producing energy right here in America. No, 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 no. We are now, since we went to Saudi Arabia and they turned us down, since we went all over the world begging for oil like losers and they turned us down, laughing at us, Biden goes to our enemy, Iran, and begs them to sell their oil in markets. Unbelievable. With gas prices at a record high because of Biden, and the Democrats, recently in the United States due to a Biden and Obama and their gangs of efforts to shut down drilling in the United States of America, they will now allow a terrorist nation of Iran to sell their oil to us, we the people in America. Friggin' sickening. You can't make this crap up. Let's face it, the Biden regime is not working for the American people. It's working for the terrorist regimes of China. Earlier this year, the price of gas in the U.S. reached record highs, and we were selling gas hats here in Live from America. They're still available that said, if you voted for Biden, you owe me gas money. The United States was energy independent for the first time under President Donald J. Trump, but yesterday, yesterday, Iran and the U.S. have reached an agreement on the revival of JCPOA, and it will be announced in the next two or three weeks, a former IAEA official told Iran International, according to the news alert that was monitored by Investing.com, Brent Crude, the London-traded global benchmark for oil, settled down $5.78 or 5.5% at $99.31 a barrel. New York traded West Texas Intermediate Crude, the benchmark for U.S. crude, settled down to $91.64 a barrel. Unless WTI experienced a quick bounce back, it could return to $88, uh, $88 lows seen in recent weeks. Cautioned, Sunil Kumar Dixit, a, a technical chartist for oil and strategic at skcharting.com. And so Biden's plan to get oil down so that it will trickle down to the pump is to create a partnership with Iran to sell Iran's oil around the world, basically right here to the United States mainly, so that we can line Iran's pockets so they can become more rich, which goes around the sanctions that Biden has put out, that, that, that the United States has put on them publicly. They'll go around doors, they'll go around the sanctions privately, and they will line the pockets of Iran privately behind closed doors while sanctioning them publicly, which gets them one step closer to a nuclear weapon, which they are working with actively, uh, China and Russia, to get right now. Funded again by the Biden administration, another impeachable offense, ladies and gentlemen. Another impeachable defense. Now, speaking of this low-life scumbag loser, because that's what he is, Biden is a low-life scumbag loser... Yesterday, we showed you his very, very, very hard-to-watch snorefest in Pennsylvania where he was racist, talking about how he was the only white guy, corn pop, playing basketball with black guys. He then went on to threaten Americans, saying, if you need to fight the government, you're going to need an F-15, not a gun at home, so shut your mouth and give us your assault weapons. 
We don't have assault weapons, so I don't know what you're talking about. But I wanted to show you something. Remember yesterday that I told you that he, again, was in a school gymnasium with busting people that looked like they were ready to puke and they didn't want to be there? What you didn't see yesterday was footage I have now. I want to show this, and I want you to tell me what you see. Ready? Check this out. And give them... We expect them to do everything. We expect them to be... To protect us, to be psychologists, and to be sociologists. I mean, we expect you to do everything. I'm not joking. Everything. You realize more police officers are killed dealing with domestic violence than anything else? Look closely and watch. You realize that? The point is, we ask so much of you. Right there. So much of you. I've not met a cop who likes a bad cop. All right, let's bring that back. There's I want to pause that. Everything. I want to bring that back. Okay. Right here. Let's, okay. Bring it back on the screen. There you go. What do you see? What do you see, everybody? Look closely. Look very closely. Right here, you see about, I'd say, 60 people. Right here. And over here, you see these banners that have police on them. Right? Because this whole thing was fund the police. Right? But I want you to look right here. What do you see? He can't even fill a freaking high school gymnasium with even enough people that would compare to a basketball game on a Friday night. Look at this sick crap. Look at this sick crap. Look at that. Can't even fill the gymnasium. 81 million votes. We've got to point little stuff out like this. Now, I know that a lot of people say, well, there you are, concerned with, with crowd size again, you dumb Trumpers. It isn't about crowd size as an, as, as, as an optic. It's about crowd size based on support. Trump can go in the middle of a cow field in Iowa and draw 50,000 people. Biden can't go to a gymnasium in the middle of a town that he, in the middle of an area that he grew up in, and even get enough people in the gymnasium. That is enough to tell you right there that there's no way this man got 18 million votes, let alone 81 million votes. Now, I see people talking about Ashley Hunter's, di- uh, Ashley Hunter's uh, diary in the comment section. We're going to get to that, but not today. I, I, I'm going to get to that, but probably later tonight. But the guy's got like what? Maybe 200 people in there? Tops? Tops? And they paid them. You can't tell me that those people behind him, they were sitting there like this the whole time. Looking like they were about ready to die. Are there because of passion? Joe Biden's in town, everybody. We've got to go see him. No way. No way. No way in hell. Now, before we get to these last two stories that are very important... I would like to give some love right now to one of our main sponsors who's helped us out month after month after month and has just renewed for another month because of you guys, and that's Goldco. Must be a lot of you guys have a a lot of retirements and a lot of nest eggs out there, and you're converting them to gold and silver. If you are one of those people, please let us know in the comment section. Let us know in the thread how your time has been with Goldco and how your experience has been with their people. Ladies and gentlemen, if you want to get away from sending your money to Ukraine, if you want to get away from the dollar falling in the stock market and your 401ks getting absolutely decimated during Democrat rule, then put your money in gold and silver until Trump comes back and then you can put it back in the dollar. Put your money in gold and silver by calling 855-559-3433 or go to goldco.com today. Uh, Use the promo code LFA. 
because they're a proud sponsor of the of, of, of Live from America, which means they're a proud sponsor of all of you, and they hope to get your business. And you know what? In times of, 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 these, of this uncertainty, it's smart to put your money somewhere where it's going to gain traction, and that it definitely is always going to be with gold and silver. So reach out to goldcode.com today, folks. All right. Now, no whites allowed. Can you imagine if there was a sign that said that today? No whites allowed. Oh, yeah, ladies and gentlemen, there are companies out there that put out public statements that say no whites allowed. Can you imagine saying no blacks allowed today in 2022? That would be the most disgusting thing I ever seen. If I walked down a, uh, a street corner and on a business I saw no blacks allowed, I would literally probably throw a rock through the window and break the window and go to jail. I'm, no, I'm sure all of you would too. How about this? No Mexicans allowed. Mexicans are rapists. Would that be good or bad? Well, folks, Pfizer has a no whites allowed public campaign. Pfizer Fellowship fragrantly violate fragrant frag, excuse me flagrantly and openly violates the law, just like just uh, Merrick Gardenome Garland with his "you can't talk to Congress" th- uh, threat. Pfizer is breaking the law by saying no whites allowed. You want to know who else they're saying is not allowed? Asians. No whites and no Asians are allowed to apply for what, uh, for what Pfizer Fellowship is, is, is promoting. Let's get into this. The pharmaceutical giant, Pfizer, who is responsible for killing many, many people through this new COVID drug, offers a prestigious fellowship that bars white people and Asians from applying. Trumpeted on the company's website as a bold move to create a workplace for all, Civil rights lawyers are characterizing it in a different way as a blatant violation of the law. This Pfizer program is so flagrantly illegal, we seriously wonder how it passed internal review by its general counsel, said Adam Motera, one of the country's top civil rights attorneys. Pfizer's Breakthrough Fellowship offers college students multiple internships, a fully funded master's degree, and several years of employment at the pharmaceutical giant. It also restricts applications to black African-American, Latino, Hispanic, and Native American students that fellowship requirements, um, the fellowship requirements state. In a frequently asked questions brochure about the nine-year program, Pfizer asserts that it's an equal opportunity employer. Here's your requirements. Be a U.S. citizen or or a U.S. permanent resident. Be an undergraduate student enrolled in full-time university program. Commit uh, committed interest and intent to pursue an MBA, MPH, or an MS. Apply to a breakthrough fellowship intern opportunity. Have a 3.0 GPA or above. Meet the program's goals of increasing the pipeline for black, African-American, Latino, Hispanic, and Native American. Demonstrate exceptional leadership uh, potential and a willingness to work in New York City and other Pfizer, Pfizer locations as indicated by the job posting. I'm not from a minority group identified in the Breakthrough Fellowship Program. What opportunities are available to me, said the frequently asked question. In the response, Pfizer puts, Pfizer is an equal opportunity employer. We have multiple programs and opportunities throughout the year for undergraduate and graduate students for the Pfizer colleagues uh, general, generally. For example, any colleague can pursue an MBA or an MPH through Pfizer Benefits Assistance Programs. We also host uh, MBA students each summer. For more information on this program, it can be found here. They can put a hyperlink. Basically, they're saying if you do not 
if you do not fall in the black, African, Latino, Hispanic, or Native American, you cannot apply for this specific program, but you can apply for others. So that is blatant racism and flagrant racism by the company that's out there killing millions of Americans today. How about that? How about that? Unbelievable. Another reason to not take any Pfizer drugs. You know what I mean? And now we're going to end the show on a good note, everybody. Ten minutes past time, but I think it was definitely due. Are you ready? I'm ready. Here's the best news that you're going to hear today. Governor Gavin Newsom has a wife, which means that Governor Gavin Newsom has in-laws, specifically a mother-in-law and a father-in-law. But the great news of the day and probably the best news you're going to hear all day and the best news to leave you with live from America is this. Governor Gavin Newsom's in-laws, his mother and his father-in-law, both donate to Ron DeSantis on a regular basis as, as the high-profile uh, governor feud continues. <laughs> Oops. I bet you didn't think that was going to be the case, did you, Governor Gavin Newsom? Oh, Governor Gavin Newsom, California Governor Gavin Gaslight Newsom and Florida Governor Ron DeSantis are openly feuding every day ahead of a potential 2024 showdown. I doubt that. Anyway, Gavin Newsom's in-laws, mother and father, are reportedly backing Florida Republican Ron DeSantis with their wallets. Contribution records reviewed show that the Siebel family trust has made a $5,000 donation in April to the Friends of Ron DeSantis' Political Action Committee, and another $5,000 here in June. The trust is operated by Kenneth F. Siebel Jr. and Judith A. Siebel, the parents of Gavin Newsom's wife, Jennifer Siebel. <laughs> now, Fox News said that the trust, Mr. Newsom and Mr. DeSantis, did not comment for its report, but that Kenneth Siebel has donated to Republicans in the past. The DeSantis donation is notable because Mr. Newsom is viewed as a potential Democrat alternative to Mr. Biden uh, as they decide who's going to run in 2024. (laughs) You can't make up. Folks, this is better than reality TV. His own mother and father-in-law are like, yeah, you're a piece of crap. And we're going to donate to the guy who you're feuding with right now as a possible 2024 presidential running mate. We know that's not the case, but the fact that people are writing this is absolute gold, ladies and gentlemen, absolute gold. You can't make this stuff up. But I will say to Gavin, Governor Newsom, even when when your parents, when your wife's parents, your in-laws, when they're even donating to your possible uh, political opponent, I'm a loser. I'm a loser, and I'm not what I appear to be. Governor Governor Gaslight Newsom is a loser. Even his own parents, in-laws, don't want him in charge, and they're donating to Ron DeSantis. (laughs) You can't make it up. Hey, we've got 1,400 rumbles. As we get ready to leave the show, I want to see if we can break 1,600 rumbles before the end of the show. And while you're doing that, while you're jumping over from Getter, Roku, and Fire Stick to do that, let me show you about one heck of a deal going on right now on JeremyHerald.com, folks. 50% off these following items right here. 50% off 
our joy t-shirt. Spread some joy in 2022. 50% off our money can buy happiness, but only Jesus buys joy. 50% off our jeremyharrell.com hats. And we still got the bundle deal going on right now. For any two of the Hand Over Your Heart and 3%er t-shirts just for $39.99. Make sure you take advantage of this 50% off deal right now. $14.50 for these shirts. Get them now by going to JeremyHarrell.com. God bless you guys. Thank you all very, very, very much. How do you like the new lower thirds? Show the LFA producer some love for all the new, uh, for all the new, um, uh, Optics here on Live from America and the new images in our lower thirds. Love the guy. He's doing a great job. Let him know how you feel. Anyway, folks, there are right ways and wrong ways, but there's only one Yahweh. So stand up tall. Keep your shoulders back and keep your chest out. Keep your head up high because you are a child of God and no weapon formed against you will ever prosper. I'll see you at uh, 5 p.m. for more Live from America. Until then, keep your families close. Keep a smile on your face. Keep spreading that gospel and keep spreading this song, Armor of God. Peace. That will